Hello and happy Friday, everybody. I was going to say good morning, but I've learned my lesson. It's not morning everywhere, but it is a happy Friday everywhere. If you want it to be, we won't go there. All right. We are still in the uh, key holders series and Vince taught on Sunday about calling. And, um, and so I am following that up. If you did not get a chance to tune in on that, go back and watch Sunday's message. Um, I can tell you that, um, if you are not in step with God right now, it could come across as a, a holy spanking. I'm just warning you. I'm just saying, like, if, if you are a little out of step right now and you're in delay, maybe you're stuck in compromise that you may feel swatted by the end of it. It was a really good message. Intense, though. And honestly, the whole morning felt intense. And um, we were in we were in some some warfare that was a little bit unfamiliar. And um, how many of you get shaken by unfamiliar territory or unfamiliar warfare? I do. I wish I didn't as much as I, I do, but that's okay. We're all learning. We're all growing. And that's the point, right? All right. There is no better place to, to turn to when looking at calling or assignment than the book of Joshua. It is just laid out so blatantly, you know, and, and, and you've got to take in context, though, what Joshua has endured up to this point. You know, he's got he's got history with Moses, right? He's got history with the children of Israel, right? He is one of them. And and we know full well that what that story looks like. If you don't, take the time to go dive into the story of, of Moses being called to go into Egypt to release God's people from the bondage that they were under in Egypt, from the slavery that they were under in Egypt, because I believe that that has a lot to do with where we're at spiritually today. A lot of us still have Egypt resonating on the inside of us and probably are even, unbeknownst to you, aching to go back to Egypt where you feel or have believed or have bought into the lie that it was easier there. And that's that's fabricated. It's not true. It's a lie. And you should dismiss it, throw that thing down because it's, it's not freedom and God hasn't called us into slavery. So there's a little bit of history on, on Joshua. Joshua takes over. We know that, that Moses, he, he disobeys. Honestly, is this the first time Moses disobeys? That just hit me. I'm like, gosh, he had some serious history with God. And is this the first time that he actually doesn't do it the way he was instructed? And, and this is a man who has some serious encounters with God where, I mean, the, the signs, wonders, and miracles that follow him are insane. I, I think that I probably would be rendered speechless if I would have encountered some of the things that, that Moses was instructed to do, but on this one thing where he's like, strike the dang, the, the dang rock and, and there will be water that comes from it. And he does it twice. Like, I, I, I don't know. We could get into that too. I think that it, it would preach, you know, we could be like, you know, 
point to the fact that Jesus is a rock and God doesn't want him struck. You know, we could get into that, but that's not where we're going today. So anyway, Joshua takes over the leadership of of a people that have been raised up in, in rebellion, honestly. And, and so it's, it's an interesting story because we aren't talking about people who have been raised up in a, a cush, obedient, submissive kind of environment. That's not who they are. They, these are the sons of grumblers. These are the, the offspring of people who would rather be enslaved than live in freedom under the promise of God. Have you ever considered that? Like, that's who these people are that Joshua has been commissioned to lead to go and take the land. So I think that it would be a really fun assignment for us all to consider going and, and reading through the stories, especially in the Old Testament, and really start to, like, ask Holy Spirit, will you reveal where calling is and where assignment is? Because there are various assignments within a calling. And I, I think that we don't make much of that because we haven't learned to make much of that. That I think that it, we need to start teasing that apart a little bit and understand what calling is and what assignment is, or I really think that we're going to miss it. And uh, as you'll see, as we get into the book of, of Joshua, assignment matters and, and, and it takes union for assignment to, to be pulled off for God to get the full reward of the calling on Joshua's life. Everybody had to be on board with the assignment that, that um, Joshua was given or those people were given to go in and possess the land. So it, we don't have to go far into Joshua. It's chapter one, but you will find various assignments throughout the book of Joshua based on the calling that's on his life. The calling we could just simply say was to follow the teachings of Moses. God tells him that very specifically in chapter one, follow the teachings of Moses. And then he said, you will lead the people to acquire and apportion the land that I promised their ancestors I would give them. So this, the, the calling is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, right? That's, that's the assignment. Love me, Joshua. Do what I say, Joshua. Put me on display, Joshua. And, and then within that, we find all of these little um, assignments. Good morning, Maria and Pepper and Vince. Good morning. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> and and he, he tags on to that when he's saying, you know, you're going to lead people in to take the land. And he says, Joshua, no one will be able to defeat you. In the first chapter alone, God tells him to be to be um, brave and courageous, or strong and courageous, rather. Multiple times, be strong and courageous because it takes strength and it takes courage to believe that no one's going to defeat me. Right? I may come up against all kinds of debris, but I can stare that thing in the face and go like. God said, no one is going to defeat me. And I don't know if that's part of the promise that's on your calling, but we can point to scripture and say like, this, like, this is who God is. Like he sets me up for ultimate victory. And, and he doesn't hand out callings for us to be defeated. He doesn't hand out assignments for us to be defeated. However, what we'll find in the story is that it does take a company of people to get on board with a single man's assignment. 
Otherwise, the assignment will be lifted off and that person will be moved on to something else. And this is really important. And I understand that maybe it even comes across as sobering, depending on where you're at personally. Um, but it does take, it takes a whole company of people to get on board with the assignment for the promise to be fulfilled. Let's read. We're going to start in Joshua 10, or I'm sorry, Joshua 1, 10. There I go, messing with scripture references again. Joshua 1, verse 10. And we're going to read through the end of, of the chapter. And God's, and this is what it says. Um, Joshua ordered the leaders of the people, go through the camp and instruct the people, pack your bags. For within three days, you will cross the Jordan to conquer and occupy the land that Yahweh your God is giving you to possess. Then Joshua ad addressed the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half tribe of Manasseh. Remember the words that Yahweh's servant Moses, Moses commanded you. Yahweh, your God, is giving you this land on the east side of the Jordan as your homeland. Therefore, your wives, your little ones, and your livestock may remain here. But all your valiant warriors must cross over with us armed. They will take the lead and help their brothers until they take possession of the land that Yahweh your God is giving them as their homeland. Afterward, you will be free to return to your own land and possess the land that Moses, Yahweh's servant, gave you here on the east side of the Jordan. They answered Joshua, we will do everything you have told us and we'll go wherever you send us. We always obeyed Moses and we will always obey you. May Yahweh, your God, stand beside you as he stood with Moses. And anyone who questions your authority or disobeys whatever you command shall be put to death. So Joshua, be strong and courageous. Oh my gosh. I mean, these people jumped on board with the assignment to the nth degree. I mean, they're going like, anyone who disobeys what it is that God has said, let them be put to death. What's the point in living if we're not going to be on assignment with you? This is like, this is union like no other. These people were radical about following. And I think that it's interesting. They're, they're pointing to their ancestry going like, our people have always obeyed Moses. <laughs> And so we will always obey you. And that's not exactly how it plays out. They don't exactly obey Moses and everything. I think that they learned to, um, you know, death is persuasive when, you know, the ground breaks open and swallows up half your people. That's persuasion. <laughs> but they didn't necessarily obey everything that Moses said, however, God is kind and he counts a whole lot as righteousness that we wouldn't. So anyway, we have to learn to live within the value of the lead. And that means we have to understand full well what the calling is on their life to even begin to understand the assignment that's being handed out. We have to stay in step with that assignment, or we're going to miss it completely. We're going to 
lag. We talked about this a little bit on Wednesday and, and, and we're going to be out of step. We're going to be out of tune. And the only thing that that can create is chaos. It's just, it, it is, it's sheer chaos. It's just, it's like white noise. It's empty. There's nothing there. And, and what will happen in those situations when, when we are not keeping pace with the assignment, because here, I, I want to make sure that you're understanding what I, I, I'm trying to get across here. When God puts an assignment on someone's life and he touches them down and, and, and their touchdown affects your world, you are immediately called to be on assignment with that person. You have to stay in pace with the lead on that thing. Whoever's carrying that rich assignment that, that's coming, because oftentimes people are on assignment to turn things around, to lift them up, that it will then give glory to God. That's the only reason we should be doing anything. That is the richness of a calling, to bring glory to God, right? To offer him worth. The only way that we can do that in fullness is if everyone comes in on that thing and is on assignment at the same pace with the same, like matching weight. These people in the book of Joshua, they were like, heck yeah, we're there, Joshua. We're not only going to cross this, but we're going to put to death anybody who's not keeping pace. So my big question is, are you? Are you keeping pace? Are you on assignment? with the person. And, and, and oftentimes you can, and you may be asking yourself this question because I ask myself this question all the time. It's like, who's the lead, right? It's not necessarily the person with the title. It's the person that's carrying the glory for that season. It's the person who is, has the fruit, right? And in this case, we know full well that Joshua was the one that went in and didn't see the giants, but saw the giant fruit. Who is producing fruit in their life? Who is the person that is constantly pointing to Jesus? Who's the person that, that can come into a, a, a situation and lift it up and, and make it look like Jesus? I want to talk about the flip side of it because there is a flip side of it. When there is not partnership within an assignment, God lifts that person from the assignment and prepares them to move on to the next thing, which honestly can be painful for everyone involved. But the thing is, we have to be honest in these moments and realize that like even we can even point to Moses here. Moses was the guy on assignment, right? His job was to lead the people into the promised land. The people lagged. We know they wandered for years upon years upon years. And he never actually got to make it into the promised land. Is that a failure of assignment? No, I, it's, it's, it's proving the, the intention of God with his people that we are to move as a company. We're to be in union. His people did not get on board completely. They weren't with him. So the assignment was lifted and given to another. It's just the harsh reality of the scenario. It takes a whole company of people to get behind the thing, to push into the promise. And, and our assignment is no different. 
right now we are needing to go and take back land that we have so frivolously given away. And it's in various scenarios. It's in different camps. It looks different. At every angle, it looks different. If you, if you know me at all, you know I like to pull things out. I, I see everything as a multifaceted diamond, and you can spin the thing around and look at, at it from all kinds of angles and see different things. And we should do that. That's responsible, and that's wisdom. And so depending on what it is that God has called you to, whether it be in, in the secular world or it, it's in the church world or government or whatever it is that, that God has called you to, Whatever the assignment is that he's given you right now, you need to first rally the people that affect your assignment. And if you do not do that effectively, the assignment is not actually going to get off the ground. And we know that in scripture, it says that without vision, the people perish. So I'm not completely blaming the people because whoever that lead is should be painting a picture that the people can follow. That's not always the issue either, because sometimes we can just point to a stubborn generation a people that are refusing to move their feet, a people that are refusing to believe they are who God says that they are. We have to start there. If the people don't believe who they, who God says that they are, meh, they're going to waver. They're going to lag. They're not going to follow. They're not going to live within the value of the lead. I don't think there's anything more to say. We'll leave it there. Understand your calling. Understand your assignment. Rally the troops. Get yourself some people who are faithful to the core and are going to have that rally cry of anyone who doesn't follow you, Joshua. Let them perish. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Friday and have a brilliant weekend. We'll see you soon.